0: hey everybody welcome once again to the wrestling inc podcast i'm glenn rubinstein joined by chris calicut and tonight we're going to talk about monday night raw for june 12 2017. was it a great raw perhaps not was it a good raw mm, that's kind of stretching the definition of good was it an okay raw arguable but was it a monday night raw well today is monday chris top level thoughts on the show
1: Well, see, at the top of the show, I actually put, you know, Monday, you know, sometimes not our favorite day of the week, right? Uh, I said, you know, Monday can officially start now. Raw's on. You know, I was all hopped to it, good to go after a good show last week. A great show. And and we get met with whatever this was. It's like they knew game five of the NBA finals was on or something.
0: And they figured, you know what, guys? Great balls of fire is a month away. Let's just sort of phone it in this week. We'll pick up these storylines and the things we need to do next week. It'll all be
1: okay. I Uh, mean, they they planned for one segment. It did its job. And the rest is history, essentially.
0: Yes. In fact, Matt Morgan and Raj Geary not here tonight. I'm just saying. They were bored to tears. This episode of of Raw might have taken them out of commission. So we're going to talk about the highs. We're going to talk about the lows. We're going to talk about everything in between uh first, maybe a few
1: mediums maybe a, few, a mediums. few mediums
0: a few mediums in tonight's show first I want to give a little love to one of the sponsors signed up up tonight's episode ddp yoga you know it you love it ddpy used by chris jericho aj styles mick foley Goldust, and tons of other wwe stars we got a deal for you Get full access to the DDP Yoga Now app for 25% off or get the DDPY DVDs for 25% off. And that'll include three months of full access to the DDP Yoga Now app. You can also buy a Max or Combo Pack at 25% off. Get 50% off the second one. Head on over to ddpyoga.com slash wrestlinginc. That's ddpyoga.com slash wrestlinginc. And we thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. So let's start with what was arguably the high point of tonight's show.
1: It may be the only high point, or, or very few. I mean, I hate to be so pessimistic. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's the, two, the two-man booth tonight. I don't want to be lagging everything, but I maybe mean, we have to call it like we see it, right? Well,
0: let's do the comparison of a roller coaster. You know, you got to go up the slope. You got to go up the incline on a roller coaster before you can take the plunge. And that right. was tonight's opening segment, which uh, Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar coming out to respond. To samoa joe choking out paul Heyman last week in the coquina clutch samoa joe comes out chaos ensues the entire locker room pours out there it's chaos personified we haven't seen uh something like this in quite a while on wwe programming
1: no we have not um and it was good to see some importance brought to this and it established joe as a legitimate threat i mean that's what it was designed to do and i believe it accomplished its goal in that sense But, you know, with that said, you have two ways to look at these type of big fight feels. Um, One way, do you keep them apart until the pay-per-view? That's the age-old adage that the WWE has used for years. If they think it's a big enough fight, they'll keep them separated until the pay-per-view. Well, let's just throw that one right out of the window. And to me, that was exactly fine tonight. This is exactly what we needed. For those that still aren't as familiar with Joe as they were with Lesnar, it established him as a threat and, you know, it made him look good. That that kick after the separation was fantastic.
0: Absolutely. And uh, if they don't think it's a big enough uh, big fight feel, they just uh, put them in various configurations of the same match every week leading up to the pay-per-view. <laughs> so maybe we'll um. get something different here and we won't see Joe and Brock together again between now and Great Balls of Fire, and the more I say it, the more I'm still not used to. That's the actual name of the pay per view. The next Raw one coming up. Mm-hmm. You
1: may not see Brock again until the pay per view. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> I think he's actually advertised for. I think he's actually advertised for one Raw. I think the Go Home show before Great Balls of Fire.
0: Now tonight, Brock Lesnar, the crowd in Louisiana did come alive a little bit for Brock Lesnar. But,
1: yeah, I mean, let, let's put it this way. The two biggest pops that this crowd gave, and again, they're in a small market this week. Yeah. And I even said on Twitter, I can't hate on small markets. I'm in the Greensboro, North Carolina market, you know, old wrestling town, but not as much anymore. Uh, but the two biggest pops they had, Brock Lesnar, wait for it, Enzo and Cass. Yeah. But, I mean, that that was that was that's an interesting combo.
0: Well, it goes to show. You know, Enzo and Cass, the internet wrestling community might be a little tired of them, but uh, they're still over. They still get that pop. Same thing with Brock. That's why Brock gets the big bucks in the part-timer schedule. Because, uh, you know, especially in the secondary markets, they go crazy for Brock Lesnar. Um, So, I love it when the locker room empties. Love those type of brawls when they happen on WWE TV. That was a nice moment. And from there, well, we were... (laughs) In the plummet, the plunge of the roller coaster, as it were. Um, Dean Ambrose versus Elias Sampson. Chris, are you an Elias Sampson fan?
1: Never have, probably, never will be, but there's why, because again, as all of our listeners know, I'm somewhat of an NXT mark, and he did not get over an NXT. He basically had go away heat in the NXT. But with that said, he now has legitimate heat. With a main roster crowd, so kudos to Elias Sampson. He has drifted his way to being over, but which 19- is something. But something I never thought he would be. But you know, good job, buddy. I mean, uh, and he has the look. Uh, you know, you, there's no denying that his in ring work is not awful by any stretch of the imagination. No, no, so, rumor. yeah. So I mean, um, I just thought he and Ambrose sort of went through the motions a bit during their match. I guess uh, just, you know, chemistry is an issue. Maybe not working together before, but um, I think that'll come around. And I'm sure if they have a little match at Great Balls of Fire, then, uh, you know, they'll get a nice little 10-minute match out of it.
0: What would it take, Chris? What would it take for Elias Sampson to drift his way into your heart?
1: Now, I'll tell you what. The little catchphrases that he's doing to get his heat, because he specifically said for the crowd to not get their cell phones out, right? And Reverse Psychology 101 Everybody gets their cell phone out. It looked like a Bray Wyatt entrance after that. So, uh, you know, he actually, he's doing the little things, the little nuances that are, they're actually winning me over a little bit.
0: I just, I wish they put a little more thought into the songs. You know, everything literally sounds like it's made up on the spot. Just, uh, I don't know. I think it could be a little more clever, a little more creative, but it was what it was. Uh, The match with Dean tonight, Elias won. Uh, of course, there was interference from The Miz, which would set up what would happen later in the evening. And I think that's the thing. Elias, talented in the ring. It's just this gimmick. This gimmick is, is bad. It's bad, bad, bad.
1: And uh, see, a lot of people are actually going the opposite way. Um, I've thought that since day one, but people are coming around on him. I mean, you see the, the, re- the legends. Um, you know, I think Taz was putting him over. Our good buddy Vince Russo was putting him over. And none of it was tongue-in-cheek. I mean, they see money in this guy.
0: Yeah, maybe it's a generational thing. If you want real heat, you want to make a guy real annoying. Don't make it that he's, you know, this uh, traveling vagabond busking his way through uh, America. Instead, make him the guy at the party who busts out the guitar, plays the Creed and Smashing Pumpkins covers, and then offers to give all the girls a back rub. That's the guy that oh, gets the legitimate heat, you know? Talks about uh, how he's he's, he's he's more of a sensual person, and he's really into incense lately, and he smells like patchouli. That guy would get legitimate heat with today's 1998
1: crowds. would like its storyline back or something of that nature.
0: It would be retro at this point. <laughs> that's, uh, that's true. Yeah, so speaking of retro, new Goldust promo. Man, Matt Morgan said last week that if Goldust kept repeating this setup like they were all shot in one day, that he was going to turn on it. Did you tonight get tired of the same gold dust promo that, what was this four in a row?
1: believe it was four. Um, I'm tired of the R-Truth ones because I don't think any of them have been good. Yeah. But the gold dust ones, I'll give a little bit more slack because you have that nostalgia. Um, sure. And you know, it feels more like old school gold dust. And Absolutely. if this ends up leading in three to four weeks or great balls of fire, I'm sure they'll have probably, unfortunately a, a pre-show match. But if this leads to Goldust coming out in his full garb from from the 90s, then I'm perfectly okay with that. I would actually like to see him get one more little mini run at at a lower card title. I really would.
0: Well, you know, I'm sure they'll have a match of Great Balls of Fire. And we'll see. We'll see what happens from there. Um, Yeah, I like Goldust. I like classic Goldust. And I just wish they would change these promos up just a little teensy bit. Uh, Ms. Backstage with Kurt Angle talking about Dean Ambrose setting up what was going to happen later in the evening, talking about Kurt Angle's situation this week that was downplayed. We did not have the awkward moments. Corey Graves looking at his phone last week. Uh, Matt Morgan admitted he's the one texting Kurt Angle. So, the story <laughs> solved there. Uh, go back and watch last week's podcast to learn what Matt Morgan said he's texting to Kurt Angle.
1: Absolutely. Um, it, yeah. looked like, it looked similar to the next pay-per-view's logo.
0: <laughs> yeah, before they changed it. Um. <laughs> So then we got the video package on Cedric Alexander and went backstage to Noam Dar with uh FaceTiming with Alicia Fox came out to the ring. Now I'm just going to nominate this for one of the worst segments of 2017 doing the FaceTiming out to the ring. Um, you couldn't hear it over the music. The crowd was dead silent, confused mm-hmm. by what's going on. Alicia's yelling at him. Um, this was just terrible. From all yep. angles,
1: they found a way to use Tyler Breeze's selfie stick, uh, you know, reverse selfie stick capabilities to put Alicia on the Tron somehow. Um, and the crowd was, again, like you said, confused, dazed. I guess we could definitely say dazed and confused. Mm. Uh, but but even before you know the the match started, Dar is just not my favorite character in the whole wide world. Never has been. Uh, but I do like Alicia Fox she's been Sounds okay and and she's been okay in this role. I mean, she plays the crazy role really well. Um, and she's demonstrated that on multiple occasions and she's one of the best athletes in the ring. I just wish she would uh, actually get more ring time rather than almost being like an abusive girlfriend in a way.
0: In fact, didn't Meltzer call her Northern Light suplex the definitive Northern Light suplex by which all others It the is other
1: definitely Exactly. I mean, it could it is definitely one of if not the best one and and the bridge that goes into it is is fantastic.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. I think she's very charismatic. I think she has a great look. Um, I think she's fantastic in the ring and out of it. And I don't know why they gave her such a terrible segment tonight. Uh, this did her no favors. Um, Noem Dar was, uh, uh, yeah.
1: Just- it was five-second victory for Cedric Alexander after he laid the phone down, which that's what it should have been. That gets Cedric over a little bit. Um, he's a fe- fellow North Carolinian, so I have to pull for him a little bit and he's fantastic in the ring. Um, I got to see him work live at a, a PWX event, um, a long time ago and, uh, before he made it, you know, to the big time, obviously, but, uh, he's fantastic in the ring. He really is. Um, and real quick before we move forward, I just want to go back to the whole Ms. Angle thing. Oh yes.
0: Um,
1: and do you think the Ms. Angle minute, thing or the Ms. Angle? the Ms. angle angle? There we go. Do you think Miz has any inside information about this little deal? Because he acted a little, little squirrelly, and and Angle looked a little bit, uh, a little worried that Miz may know something.
0: Oh, this is going to be such a disappointing payoff, whatever it is. So we speculated before maybe something with Stephanie, uh, Mm -hmm. maybe bringing back that triangle with her and uh, Triple H, but I just, this is this is going to be hornswoggle underneath the ring with a laptop all over (laughs) again.
1: God, I hope not. Uh, this has been so well done, and I don't believe they got Graves involved tonight. Again, like you said, it was downplayed just a bit, but it's been so well done so far. I would hate to see it fall flat in the end. I mean, I just hope we don't get a hand of some oh. sort, um, you know, or or a gobbledygooker. Um, as long as we don't get that, I'll be okay with it. As long as it makes a little bit of logical sense. Just a little. That's Which all we ask WWE for. WWE
0: storylines are known for. Uh, tight plotting. Definitely. <laughs> it's like when it comes to television, it goes Better Call Saul, the Americans, and WWE programming in terms of Of course, plotting, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, one of the best on TV. Um, so we're going to resume talking about it this interesting episode of Monday. Night Raw in on a second, but I want to thank the second sponsor of this episode, which is Dollar Shave Club. You know, tomorrow, as you can tell from looking at me, I am long overdue for a haircut, getting my haircut tomorrow. And you know what that means? Going to do a bit of shaving going to do a bit of cleaning up the beard. And what do I use for that Dollar Shave Club, you get high quality blades and amazing shave butter deliver- delivered right to your door for an incredible smooth shave and with Father's Day right around the corner. What better gift is there than to give a membership to Dollar Shave Club? Dollar Shave Club is awesome. It's the smarter choice. You get a great shave at a great price, conveniently delivered right to your door. It's an awesome life hack and a no-brainer. You don't have to go to the store. You don't have to get those razors from behind the counter with the security device on it. They're treating you like you're some kind of felon just to buy razors, just to get a clean shave. Paying way too much at the store. No. Get Dollar Shave Club, get them at home. You don't have to deal with those cheap disposable razors either. They give you the cheap shave. You don't have to spend a ton on those ch- gimmicks that don't really do anything for you. I use my Dollar Shave Club Executive Razor and their Dr. Carver's Shave Butter. And it's great because the blade gently glides. It gives me a smooth shave. And I love the shave butter. Your first Raj and I talk about it. You can see what you're shaving. So especially if you have to even out some areas, if you have to even out around your sideburns, you can see exactly what you're shaving and you're not going to take off too much and then end up just, you know, having to shave the entire head to make it all match. Um, So Dollar Shave Club, it's awesome for a limited time. New members can get the first month of the executive razor with a tube of the shave butter for only $5 with free shipping. After that, razors are just a few bucks a month. That's a $15 value for only five bucks. And in your first month's box, you get an awesome weighted handle full cassette of four cartridges and a tube of that shave butter after your first month replacement cartridges ship automatically at the regular price no hidden fees no commitments and cancel anytime you like but you can only get this offer exclusively at dollarshaveclub.com slash inc that's dollarshaveclub.com slash inc and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast.
1: So I'll tell you what, Glenn, yeah, I used that? to use some of that foamy stuff. You see these nice sharp lines here uh, for our, you know, video viewers instead of our audio viewers that, that can only be done by one thing. That's dollar Shave glove.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I tell you, you know how many times I would end up shaving up the entire beard, just shaving it all off because I'm trying well, to even it yeah, out. Once you mess foam? up,
1: Exactly. Once you mess up, once this all done, you might as well shave it all off.
0: It's like that old episode, this is dating me, uh, that old episode of I Love Lucy where she's trying to even out the sides of the Christmas tree and ends up just whittling <laughs> it down to a shrub. Right. That's what my facial hair was like before Dollar Shave Club. Love that shave butter. Highly recommend it. DollarShaveClub.com INC. And remember, when you support the sponsors of this podcast, you're supporting us. So let's talk about this little face-off here, a promo-off in the ring. Uh, with Seth Rollins and Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt did his business, came out, you know, said some spooky stuff on the Tron, came out in the ring. Seth came out, confronted him. Then what? Oh, my God. Flashes. Bray disappeared. What's going on? Um, this is happening now. Bray and Seth in a program. What did you think tonight? Did this what your appetite for it?
1: I mean, it, it's something to get us to SummerSlam because I think they're actually going to hold off on um – Balor and Wyatt I think that would be a really good SummerSlam program um, so I think this gets us to that point now I think Bray is going to go with the whole I'm a God thing now he's not really mentioned it as much before I mean he sort of mentioned it in passing but it almost seems like
0: <laughs> you passing but, but,
1: but, but, but you know but he actually sort of really focused in on it on, on this particular promo and we saw that he now has the magic of teleportation Um he
0: has Actually, well, he has a magic yeah. teleportation, like the way when you would take those videos as a kid with a video camera and record it right. and just stop recording, jump out of the frame, turn it back on, and it's there. It's <laughs> about – it's one step removed from that. This is like, hey, buddy, hit the lights, and I'm going to duck out of here quickly, you know?
1: Now, with that said, too, did you notice that uh, Mr. Viper, Randy Orton, was still in the Wyatt little uh, cutout there?
0: I did not notice that. That's a uh, sloppy production on the
1: WWE's part. Yes, a lot of our viewers caught that. So good eye, guys, on, on your part there. But uh, I think the match will be fine. Uh, they're two very capable workers. Uh, I, I don't know how they're going to get four or five weeks of television out of it based on these two guys' promos. But it, it, it's it's a great placeholder, like I said, I think, to get to Wyatt and Balor.
0: Especially, I mean, Seth, Just I feel like the best Seth was recently was when he came back from his injury the whole carrying the company on my back they gave him a really good angle i think that with this tonight it's like oh what i offended you because i called you a name it's just kind of i don't know they make mountains out of molehills in these feuds and uh, we'll see we'll see if they're able to develop this new more compelling story um speaking of compelling stories callisto versus apollo cruz Apollo <laughs> representing the titus brand we got to get the Titus brand to sponsor this podcast, by the way. Absolutely. They're expanding international. You know, Corey Graves, God bless him. Corey Graves will put over the worst gimmick and just commit to 100%. I love how every week Corey Graves is so committed to the Titus brand, like, like it was his idea for this angle.
1: Well, here's the thing. I think it's probably in the top three storylines, believe it or not, <laughs> on Raw right now. Okay, because okay. because there's some actual continuity. They're putting new characters like Akira Tozawa. Akira
0: Tozawa rings out looking sharp uh, in a suit. I might add, a,
1: or Tawaza, as O'Neill calls it. I'm um, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know that Cruz and Tozawa are really good friends in real life. So mm-hmm. if this gives them something to do together, Cruz as a cocky heel that thinks he's really really good, and Titus supporting that fact actually actually like this pairing and the interaction with tozawa i think is a nice little wrinkle because it gives a little uh push to the 205 live brand as well
0: oh i like how they integrated them tonight. actually i thought that they did a better job of that by and large that being said please can we not see callisto versus apollo cruz in any configuration anymore ever again
1: it's just Now, it's, is, Sin Cara, is Sin Cara still on the Raw Brand or is he with SmackDown? He's
0: with SmackDown, but you know what? Unless okay. he came out of the running, too. I don't want to see Apollo Crews versus anyone in a luchador mask unless they bring goddamn Rey Mysterio back at this point.
1: Um, oh, easy killer. Easy.
0: No, I'm just saying because <laughs> it's the same thing. They keep trading wins, and it means absolutely nothing. It's a good match. They know how to do it, but come on. This is like the same stuff that we talked about with these other guys that brought over from SmackDown. You bring over two unique performers from SmackDown to Raw. And what do you do? Have them face off against the same guy they were in an angle with on SmackDown. It just doesn't make sense.
1: The only thing I want out of this angle at this point is to bring the press conferences back with Titus O'Neill with the one reporter in uh, the room. That's all I want. The, the one that he had with Tom Phillips and he wouldn't even let Tom Phillips ask a question was uh, that, that had me in stitches for a couple of minutes. That was good. Uh,
0: speaking of uh, funny segments. Backstage, the Miss Maurice with Rhino and Heath Slater doing some nice interplay there, talking, uh, setting up a tag team match for l- later in the evening. This tonight, this is one of the best segments, the best segment, Rhino and Slater Slater have had since they've joined Raw.
1: Yeah, it's definitely the most prominence they've had, I think. Um, and they teased a little breakup there and Slater eyeing the um, Intercontinental title title, which I thought was good and you know he yeah. had a good, a good story behind that he actually had some motive to possibly side with the miz but you know all in all he ended up uh, going back with rhino could that lead to a split later on and he ended up going on a little singles run possibly wouldn't mind that one bit uh wouldn't mind that one bit at all so it gave them something to do i was glad to see it you know when you don't have finn Balor, when you don't have roman reigns when you don't have these big names on Raw. You still got Heath Slater, baby. You can (laughs) fill time with guys like this. and It's perfectly fine by me because I'm all for everybody getting TV time. Obviously, we don't have enough time to get everybody on the show, but uh, I'm an equal opportunity type of Wrestling podcaster, by golly!
0: Hey, he Slater's still over with the crowd. They've just booked him and handled him terribly. I mean, same with Rhino as well. But Slater is a solo act, I think, absolutely. Um, and
1: yeah, do, do you need a snack? By the way, I've got some crackers and cheese whiz um in the,
0: the moment. You know what yeah. I mean? Okay. Like, Rhino must love his position that it's it's like he just doesn't have to care. He can just go. He literally gets a paycheck to go out there. Eat cheese whiz. Uh, you know, in Ritz and, uh, it's not like Finn Balor. Remember with the thing with the donut a couple weeks ago, how much of a want to bet mm. Finn had to spit that out immediately off camera. Oh, I'm know, sure. God forbid he gets uh, more than a uh, hundred grams of carbs in a day. Um, so Rhino by contrast must be loving life and catering. You know, no one has the expectation from him. I don't think Rhino's abs have been seen since uh, 1990. <laughs> um, But, uh, yeah, love Rhino and Slater. Love that they gave them something to do in the show, and we'll talk about that match in a little bit. But let's talk about Alexa Bliss coming out, Nia Jax coming out, Mickey, Dana, and Emma, and Sasha. This was crazy. It did not devolve how everyone thought it was going to go. Not immediately.
1: No, they've been watching tapes of SmackDown, apparently. They're like, oh, let's put them all out there um, and see what happens. But... I didn't hate this. I didn't, uh, <laughs> I, didn't uh, this. I, I, I didn't hate it. Um, Alexa played the oh, chicken crap heel very, very well when she was doing that little interplay with Naya. You can tell that they're really good friends in real life too, because they play off each other, each other really well with a script totally. or not. Um, now Mickey James calling, um, Alexa a dwarf when she's about a solid, an inch and a half taller than Alexa was a little condescending to me. Uh, but other than that it thought the segment uh, the talking segment was fine it and Sasha was like, oh, yeah There's a title now. I don't have to tag with rich swan Let me go back <laughs> after that shiny thing that I should be going after anyway hmm So, um, you know, it was nice to see her back in the mix Emma came back to almost zero pop at all But uh, she proved herself well and had a couple of good little talking lines even though I didn't like the end of the result of the match
0: Yeah, so uh Yeah, the faces one and uh mickey james dana brooks sasha defeated the other three in a match alexa shutting down those what chance has become masterful she should be teaching a class to all the other superstars Mm -hmm. about how you turn that around and incorporate that into your promo what is practically her catchphrase now at this point?
1: (laughs) yep um but again for for emma uh when you bring her back to not a lot of fanfare and then you make her tap pretty immediately on the first night after the announcers put her over for like five straight minutes which I was like, cool, they're going to do a little push to Emma. Oh, never mind. They only did that to get the bank statement over. But, you know, to each they're their gonna own. They're just going to keep
0: teasing it. They're just going to take Emma off TV for a month at a time, They bring her back. Like, oh my God, Emma's back. Emma will have 10 returns this year at the pace that they're going with it. You know?
1: For sure, for sure.
0: Maybe she'll alternate and come back as Emmalina every other time, just to keep us on, uh, on our toes. Uh, video package on Finn Balor. Good. I feel like the ones they showed tonight, were these the same ones they showed in advance of extreme rules? They felt very similar.
1: The The Balor one, possibly Uh, the Roman Reigns ones uh, were new, I believe. And they showed that one twice. Um, And just to talk about those for a quick sec. uh, I really like the Roman Reigns one. If he's not going to be there, he still has his presence felt. Um, It was a different style music. Uh, I almost wish he would get rid of the shield theme and, I thought that would actually fit him pretty well. Um, a lot of people it was kind of a, a polarizing response to when I said that on Twitter tonight. But uh, a little change up would never hurt him, especially if he's not going to be, um, you know, really active until close to SummerSlam season.
0: Yeah. So next week he's coming to Raw to announce uh, his intentions for SummerSlam. Let's hope they're honorable. Um, mm. We'll see what it is. What, what's your prediction? What he's going to announce?
1: Uh, I mean. He can't, he can't go with Brock, I don't think. They're going to save that to Mania. Um, I think Brock and Strowman are at SummerSlam. And, you know, I just don't know where exactly that leaves him at this point. I, I'm kind of befuddled. And since Finn Balor is the other person they were giving vignettes to, um, I don't know if they go back that direction. And they sort of paired him up that way.
0: Here's what's not going to happen next week. Roman's not going to come out to do this and then reveal that he's been the one texting Kurt and he's got dirt on him and he's blackmailing him. That would be awesome as a sort of Roman heel turn, but I'm willing to bet money that is not going to happen next Monday. Instead, it'll be, yes, like you said, his intentions with Finn, or maybe the bear. Cause the bear's pretty old.
1: Mm. The bear's back. over. Yeah. Roman
0: versus the bear, not the main event, but I could see that as a, as a healthy, you know, like sort of secondary main event. Maybe they put a cool down match in between it. That could be pretty yeah.
1: over at SummerSlam. Absolutely.
0: Um, so Corey Graves sat down with Bailey. They had a little interview tonight. Oh. I really, <laughs> really, really want something better than this for Bailey. Her NXT run was incredible. The story that they told there, the way they built the character, the way it just it sort of came to be in a way that felt very organic and not forced. The victory was earned. Her, her reign at the top had a very nice arc. Then she came to Monday Night Raw, and it all went to hell.
1: Here's the problem. People get these really good stories in NXT. Exhibit A, Bailey. Exhibit B, American Alpha. Mm-hmm. I thought American Alpha's uh, road to being a tag team was really fun. Just the way they interacted with each other, and then they jailed in the ring. And then, you know, you had Bailey getting over and, and pretty much interacting with the crowd. She had her own mascot in the front row every week um, with, I uh, can't remember the little girl's name, uh, but Izzy. Izzy, that's the one. Um, but whenever these things get over at NXT, there's nothing left to do with that story once they get called up. No, And he- if they try to reiterate and redo it, then the quote-unquote smart marks are, are like, oh, guys, you did this six months ago in NXT, and then they call poo-poo on it. But then the casuals dig it up. But it's, it's like Vince Russo talked on the Wednesday podcast last week. Who is WWE trying to cater to? Um, and with the Bailey character, I honestly did not think there was a way to mess it up. But tonight I thought was darn near the, the death sentence.
0: Well, because you can't have an underdog story you really only get one shot at that. I mean, uh to give you an example, The Karate Kid Part 1, fantastic film, all-time classic. Karate Kid 2, okay, okay, you're stretching a bit. Karate Kid 3, kind of like, really? This is the best you could come up with? Um Karate Kid 1 made 90 million dollars at the box office. Nice. In 19- 1984. Karate Kid 3 made 38 million at the box office in 1989. People don't want to see an underdog story just repeat itself in a lesser variation. And that's with yeah. Bailey, exactly what they've done.
1: Right, and they've tried to do the Daniel Bryan push with her, especially leading up, I think, to next year's WrestleMania in New Orleans again. I wonder if they're trying to get to that point where she has her crowning moment again. I thought it was a mistake um, that she won the title before WrestleMania. If they wanted her to get fully over, they should have kept her chasing all the way up until Mania, and that should have been her moment.
0: And they were doing that with Stephanie McMahon. They literally were setting it up again, just so, okay, you said, you know what? We're just going to remake the NXT storyline. We're just going to do the exact same thing. But then they pulled the trigger way too fast and they didn't develop it well enough. They had her, her being BFFs with uh, Sasha, you know, who mm-hmm. was her greatest rival in NXT. And they didn't really build, I mean, with Charlotte, that was not, did not have that feel. It didn't work. Charlotte was not as good of a foe.
1: No, um... And, you know, I think she almost ran out of people to work with that were either quality or that they didn't already do in NXT. Um, But again, a few thousand catch that on the network every week and three million catch it on Raw. So, again, they have to sort of weigh their checks and balances on what they want to rehash um, and and what worked in NXT to try to get the people over. Um, I just think... Yeah, exactly. And, and what I liked about this interview with Graves is Graves pretty much called her out. Well, you can't get too far in the WWE with being nice to people, with not wanting to hurt people. I liked that point of logic um, that he was bringing up. And she's like, I realize that, but I'm Bailey." And then she tried to explain what Bailey was. Um, and what she explained it is not going to get over with anybody over the age of 12.
0: Yes. Or she'll become female Bob Backlund. Bob Backlund from like the 80s.
1: And and I made kind of a controversial point, right, Uh on Twitter. Um, And people called me out on this, and that's fine. Um, Not to be creepy at all, at all, right? (laughs) Married man, Uh, married man. But Bailey does have assets, right? And they make a point to hide those. So if they completely changed her character, then they have an option there to like go complete 180 from what she is. If they really wanted to no comment from (laughs)
0: do I think the headphones just walk off camera. Um, I think a Bailey heel turn at some point would be awesome. It'd be like Hogan joining the NWO. Um, but you only get to do that once. And I don't think she would sustain as a heel. I just don't see it happening. Um, they got to do something and maybe they're going to beat her down far enough with all of this that she'll have that comeback and it will feel organic but um man this ride this descent into hell with Bailey is uh not fun as someone who is a fan of hers um Rhino and Heath Slater versus Miz and the Congratulations Bear what do you <clears> think <throat> uh i mean okay so Heath Slater and Rhino got a victory good on them i,
1: I called this and i said i hope it's the jobber bear to be his partner and daggum if it was not. And I just, here you go, pat on, pat on the back a little bit, Chris. Uh, <laughs> I actually called that one. Uh, I, I texted it, WWE, see if they had any creative positions available. Um, but uh, no response as of yet, unfortunately. You're stuck with me, guys. But, uh, you know, this segment, again, you had the, the bear swerve. I didn't think it was Ambrose this week, but then it ended up being Ambrose. The second time that was some pretty wild, uh, like
0: magic there
1: absolutely um magical mystical bears um on raw and then his finisher was the freaking bear hug <laughs> hey that bear just, just say
0: that bear i think tonight i would put him at least you know in the the mid card of, of raw <laughs> talent right now i think he, he, he was over man he was yeah, over. absolutely i think we're you know this is not the last we've seen of that bear because the WWE loves to run stuff like this into the ground. I'm sure it'll become an internet meme. Um, next thing you know, the Bears get getting a contract like James Ellsworth. We've okay. seen how this stuff plays out. So yeah, uh, brace yourself for more of, more of the Bear. Um, but yeah, you know, the Miz versus Dean. I, so I like that they're making it interesting at least. Uh, and I eat my words because I said this is going to be boring. We saw this in SmackDown, but between last week's segment and tonight's i like how they're doing this and i give them credit because they're doing something they never normally do we've got dean feuding with elias now which is kind of really a simmering feud i mean it's not really like full but we've got dean in two feuds when's the last time that happened so we had like super yeah. two storylines concurrently
1: and of all people it's dean ambrose um <laughs> yeah but you know it's good to see them intermingling some things um because I think they already had this Samson introduction planned out before they exactly knew what they wanted to do with the IC title um, or vice versa. So, you know, they almost had to, to an extent, I believe. But uh, it's good to see that they're thinking outside the box a little bit. We're getting some different combinations, and it's uh, for a title. So, really, it puts Samson almost in the title picture uh, to, a, to an extent.
0: <laughs> in the sense that he's literally in the picture. Correct. Right. Someone mm-hmm. is holding a title. Way on the other side of the picture. But technically, it's the same picture. Um, Yeah, I feel you. Uh, Rich Swan versus Neville. Speaking of uh, the title picture. Poor Rich Mm. Swan.
1: Mm-hmm. And here I was thinking that he was actually going to be the the next possible contender again. Um, No such luck. So the way that uh, Neville sort of counted out his... um, victims so to speak for the last few months uh do you think we get like a multi-man match at uh <laughs> summer or great balls of fire do we get all of the guys that have lost does uh, get get a second chance or do we see a new contender arise out of, out of pretty much the oblivion at this point
0: yeah uh like a like a cruiserweight royal rumble like uh mm. you know the uh i'm sure i could come up with a clever name if I weren't so exhausted um but yeah i think uh, they could do maybe like last man standing they could do one versus all they could do some crazy stuff with that i mean with neville they've just made him so dominant at this point and with aries i feel like they blew the natural window to let aries mm-hmm. be the one to dethrone him so i'm curious where they go with it i feel like they're painting themselves in a corner and sometimes that's where they find the most creative ways to get themselves out of it so we'll see what happens um Alsan Anderson versus Enzo and Cass. Somebody attacked Cass backstage again. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, what, one fatal blow to the head. Apparently, that's the reason we went the old Big Show route. Uh, the old uh, WMD there, whatever he calls the the big knockout punch. Um, but <laughs> yeah, hey, yay, yay. Um, Yeah, they tried to go on.
0: You know. Uh, yeah defiance of the wwe's concussion policy um Cass was right out there in the ring again uh but gals and anderson did win afterwards ends up getting beat big show comes out and saves him then backstage all sorts of accusations fly who do you think it's going to be that's uh do you think it was big show that's beating up uh Cass?
1: uh we've got two possible suspects at this point you've got the big show who tried to uh shrug off any blame and then They've put the revival in more clear view every single week. As and a, they were there that, at the opening. They were there. It has to be. Right. And they were there as Cass was being um, helped up. So they slipped through the back door again, and they've made it more obvious every week. So to me, I'm hoping that's now a swerve, and they don't think that I'm that completely stupid. I hope. God, I hope. Yeah, we'll uh, but we shall see.
0: And the main event tonight, two out of three falls match for the raw tag team titles, the Hardys versus Cesaro and Sheamus ended with a double count out. Uh, yeah. Mm. (laughs) So if, uh, you're not tired of this pairing so far of the Hardys versus Cesaro and Sheamus, rest assured you're going to see it again tonight Mm -hmm. Was not the end all be all because nothing happened
1: no and um literally nothing i mean the one fall apiece i was hoping that uh the bar as they call themselves would go over clean as a whistle and uh, be dominant 2-0 and possibly get a little bit of the angst from the hardies not necessarily the brokenness um but something along the same lines i wouldn't have minded that a little character switch up and uh whoever could have moved on back to um to the bar but um we, we had so many tag matches on tonight's show that they literally could have held some sort of tournament for a number one contendership, something. It's like every match but two uh, was some sort of tag configuration.
0: Crazy. And in the middle of this, we got a product integration commercial for Pizza Hut with Noam Dar and Gallows and Anderson. Talk mm. about unlikely pairings in a commercial. Nerds. Yes. Hey, Gallows and Anderson are getting that Pizza Hut money. Gotta gotta be happy from there. No not getting to that. Yeah.
1: Exactly. A uh, couple of, couple of dollars never hurt anybody.
0: Absolutely. Well, I think it shows a little bit of confidence if the WWE is having you do those commercials. So I think for Gals and Anderson, maybe their southpaw stint got them a little more favor. You know, maybe. Yep. Maybe they too will get a KFC commercial in the future, and one of them can wrestle as a chicken.
1: And I was glad skull. to see the the Chad too bad little uh, ga- uh, gasping for air type of laugh. Glad <laughs> to see that made TV. Uh, so. Jesus, just, just make them a tag team as, as Tex and Chad, please. If you're not going to do anything else with them, just bring that. Just go full 1985 on us, please.
0: Yeah, it could happen. Uh, what would you think of uh, the Hardys versus uh, Sheamus and Cesaro in the actual match itself?
1: The, the thing that I really took away from this was how limited Matt is in the ring at this point in his career. Um, the guy can barely move, but he actually covers it up pretty well. Um, you know, his selling is still good. You're not going to see him taking uh, a ton of huge bumps except, you know, on these big spots and on the big stage. But uh, the match itself, I thought the first fall was good. It went ahead and established um Cesaro as as a dominant team. And uh, the second fall, nope, nope, still not a thing. And the second fall, it, I mean, it, it had to happen to even it up. Again, I wish it would have been 2-0 but uh, that second and third fall, the match ramped up a little bit. Um, and then you got the double count out, which is the old main event cop-out finish. Um, and it really, to me, did not benefit either team.
0: Yeah. <sighs> I just, they it's not <laughs> interesting to see the same people fighting the same people every week. That's, why do people stop watching wrestling? It's when I feel like, I can miss an episode and not miss much. Then I can miss two episodes and not miss much. Then I can just watch the pay-per-views and not miss much. And then you, you know, I can just watch the big four and I'll be fine. Yeah.
1: Just um, about. Um, because you get enough video packages with each pay-per-view that you pretty much get caught up in five minutes.
0: Absolutely. They don't make it hard to know what's been happening um in the WWE on weekly programming. And it's the it's the subtle, crazy stuff that you miss. And that for me is is the fun stuff. But these matches um just get really repetitive. And there's not, I mean. it's it's like they're out there doing the greatest hits every time you know the moves they're going to pull they hit the beats and there's nothing special about it and you gotta make these matchups mean something so that being said we got some other news we're going to cover here in a moment what happened in the wwe this week the latest developments but uh your final thoughts on tonight's episode of raw
1: um if we're going to give it a grade sheesh man um not going to lie, I may have peeked over at the NBA Finals a couple times. Um, I'm not going to do any spoiler alerts on the finish for that for you guys, but uh, I would give it probably probably a D this week. I mean, it it was rough except for the opening segment. Uh, Not a lot saved it besides that first segment with Joe and Lesnar.
0: Yeah, um, it was a tough, tough raw to get through. Um, On a much kinder note, tomorrow's the go-home show for Great Balls of Fire. Now, are mm-hmm. not for Great Balls of Fire, pardon me, for Money uh, in the Bank. For Money Bank. Yep. And what did they do? What? How are they hyping this? You're gonna see them this Sunday in the Money in the Bank match. But tomorrow night they're gonna be in a six man tag on SmackDown. This is Woo-hoo. exactly the reason why people don't watch this. You're giving the exact same thing. Eight different ways. It's like if I tell you, Chris, you know what we're having for dinner? We're having zucchini, and you're like, "Man, zucchini. I guess that's okay." How are we having? I'm like, "Well, we're having some of it stir fried. We're having some of it grilled, and then we're gonna change things up. And We're gonna have some of it steamed, you know." And the next thing uh, we're having, you're gonna have zucchini again. Oh, we just had that last night, but tonight you're gonna have it raw, and maybe some of it we'll just have lightly planched I'll say what you did there. It's still raw. zucchini. It's still zucchini. You can't. <laughs> you can only dress it up so many different ways. You know, it's six true. guys, and there's going to be nothing special about seeing them on Sunday if I've just seen them run into the ground, especially a six-man tag match. That's basically saying we're going to do roughly the same thing as the ladder match, just in a slightly more controlled fashion. Still going to be, you know, six guys in the ring going at it. Uh, I just yeah, can't believe that. Uh, it's this. like,
1: oh, look, guys, you know, here's everybody here. Let's go ahead and hype this. And we're probably going to see the same thing in five days. Yeah. Um, So what's, what's the point? So I hope they have something planned. Hope they put maybe an unexpected twist on a possible contender of some sort. Maybe, you know, like a Sami Zayn comes out if, if he doesn't get attacked by Baron Corbin um, (laughs) with some sort of a victory sometime tomorrow. Uh, But uh, you know, we'll be back on Wednesday to talk about that as well.
0: Wednesday, 12 noon Eastern. Don't miss it. Um, other big news. The biggest news is John Cena is coming back, build tonight as free agent John Cena, meaning that much like Blade was a daywalker, who was a vampire that could exist both in the day and the night, John Cena will be able to appear on both SmackDown and Monday Night Raw.
1: You know, you, just like yourself, you're available to, to be on, on the Raw podcast, and the SmackDown podcast, and the pay-per-view podcast. So essentially, you're the John Cena of Wrestling Inc. podcast. You know, I get that. Um, right. <laughs> so uh, not many people get that privilege. Um, understandably, John Cena does. He's been there for how many years now? has been the flag bearer for several years. Um, so he gets to go after any title he wants to, and he gets to be paired up with anybody that Vince McMahon wants to pair him up with. Um, will that end up helping the business or hurting the business? We've we'll, we we'll yet to find out, but it, it's good to see that he can be anywhere at any time. I don't think it hurts it necessarily because it might actually get a couple of guys accidentally over in the process. No, and
0: they're doing this, I mean, entirely because of ratings. You know, when John mm-hmm. Cena came back last year, SmackDown pulled out of its ratings tailspin and uh, they need the help right now with having John yep. Cena available on both brands. To try and just knock these ratings up a couple pegs. So we'll see what it actually looks like. We'll see who he feuds with. But John Cena's back July 4th.
1: Yep. Um, you know, that's, that's very much American holiday. Uh, we'll see if he goes for the U.S. title or the, the world title. Uh, I think he goes straight for the world title. What about you, Glenn?
0: Um, yeah, I could see him going against Ginder Mahal. I think that's a good program. You know, they can do that.
1: Give Mahal the rub a little bit um, To sort of further establish him Maybe he doesn't win clean Or maybe he doesn't win at all who, who knows But if you put up a good effort against John Cena That's still getting you over in the WWE's mind
0: Oh, just being in the ring with John Cena's, You know, puts you on a level That most superstars are not So I think for Jinder That will uh, complete his ascension To being just a, the main event heel Going forward
1: absolutely and uh thank you to those in the comments i am not james ellsworth's cousin i promise uh but i appreciate the compliments uh but if you were <laughs>
0: still in grade school you know you could go to school every day and be like yeah that's my cousin in the wwe and then the wwe would come to town and they'd be like dude your cousin when he gets past the smackdown and you're like i don't know man he only gets so many of them and you have to come up with a story about how it didn't come through <laughs> you weren't able to go or you were there but you were backstage that's why they didn't see you on tv be all sorts of complicated, so be glad you're an adult now and don't have to do those sort of lies yep. to obtain popularity
1: for sure. Um, let's move on to a couple of, of viewer questions. Um, Peter Warlock asks, um, Is this just a prelude to Kurt Angle making a wrestling comeback? Uh, do you think we get a, a Kurt Angle match at SummerSlam or, or something of that nature?
0: Uh, I could see it, I could see it happening, and I don't think it would be bad, so we'll see. We'll see if they go, uh, if they go that route.
1: And to me, if he goes, uh, if he gets back in the ring, it almost feels like it should be against uh triple H. If uh, that is indeed somewhat of a Stephanie storyline built in, uh, I think that would put butts in some seats and uh, a little bit of nostalgia for a lot of folks. And I think the match could be really good. Absolutely. Let's see. What else do we have here? Guys? Do, 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 do. Huh. Lots of uh, odd WrestleMania questions. We're we're not quite that far over, guys. Um, But El Vagabundo was over. Yes, he was. I wish he was actually still El Vagabundo and not Elias Sampson. I thought that was actually a lot more clever. Totally. Um, Let's see. Where is Raj? Raj is out of town this week. He'll be back soon. Um, And Matt will hopefully be back with us um, for the pay-per-view this Sunday as well. Yeah. What else do you have,
0: Glenn? I think that's about it, man. Uh, so I'm a little extra squirrely today. Long day, a lot of caffeine to be awake. I'm realizing mm-hmm. it now, and I'm like, man, what a difference it makes just to be highly, highly caffeinated when doing one of these. Um, but that's good. Now, hopefully, I'm going to be able to go to sleep right after we get done so I can wake up tomorrow and do it again. But uh, yeah, man. You know, let's see if SmackDown tomorrow overperforms. People are asking about the Bray issue. Uh, you know, Wrestlers' personal lives, we really don't cover that here on the podcast unless it drastically affects the company. And, uh, yeah, you can see the find the story on Wrestling Inc., but I don't think there's really anything to say about it.
1: No, not really. I mean, what they do on their time and and their personal lives need to stay there. Obviously, we have some articles on the website if you guys want to check those out with some of the information involved in that. But uh, that's not really at liberty for us to say, in, in my opinion. And, guys, don't forget on my lovely little gimmick board here behind me, Uh, visit at ddpy for DDP yoga and at dollar shave club and again thanks to those guys for uh, sponsoring the show
0: awesome so chris where can people find you online
1: you can find me at knockdown underscore radio on twitter and as always hang out with me on raw smackdown and pay-per-views at the wrestling inc twitter and uh, hang out with me for the nxt uh live viewing parties on wednesdays at 8 p.m eastern as well
0: Awesome. So until next time, folks, I'm Glenn Rubinstein. You can find me on Twitter under that name. Uh, on behalf of myself and Mr. Chris Calcutt, we thank you for joining us on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. See you back here Wednesday at noon to talk about SmackDown. And until then, take care, folks.